has never been equaled in the history of human communication. For this reason, as well as because of the theological place of the Quran in the Arab Muslim world, Quranic Arabic has become the standard for what is now known as classical Arabic, the primary dialect of the educated and refined throughout the Middle East. Since Muslims consider the Quran to be the literal words of God, that is, spoken directly from the mouth of God through the angel Gabriel to Muhammad, who then repeated these exact words to his listeners, who in turn memorized or transcribed them, the physical book itself becomes an object of holy veneration. There are particular rules for how it is to be handled and treated. For example, in elementary schools in Saudi Arabia, children are taught to wash themselves and be in a state of ritual purity before handling the Koran, to kiss it three times before opening it to read, and then to kiss it again three times and touch it to one's forehead after closing it and putting it away. Menstruating women must not touch it. The Koran is not to be left open and unattended, lest the devil or a jinn come along and read it. Presumably their unclean presence would greatly dishonor it, and their increased knowledge of Allah's word would enable them to cause more mischief. As a sign of its ultimate value, the Koran is to occupy the highest place in a home or mosque above all other books or objects. Hence, it should be on the highest bookshelf in the house, with nothing sitting above it. When held, it is never to be carried below the waistline. When transported among belongings in a suitcase, it is to be the last thing packed so as to not be covered by anything else. It is never to be placed on the ground, lest one incur the wrath of Allah. Often, however, the Koran is read by those seated on the floor prior to prayer. For such individuals, there are special book holders that allow the book to rest open and off the ground. It is a great dishonor and embarrassment to allow the Koran to fall to the earth. I remember a story, perhaps apocryphal, that circulated throughout the Middle East in the early 1970s about one of the earliest African-American athletes to convert to Islam. Desiring to learn more of the faith he had embraced, he accepted an invitation to tour the holy sites of Islam in Saudi Arabia. His presence caused a great stir of excitement among Arab Muslims in Mecca and Medina. Dressed in Saudi robes and carrying a Koran, he cut quite a figure among the admirers surrounding him. As for his autograph, he found a chair on which to sit, and then very naturally tucked his Koran under the chair legs so as to be out of the way while he signed papers. Immediately the bustle around him ceased with stunned and embarrassed silence. When one of his handlers recognized what had happened, he quickly retrieved the Koran, brushed it off, and kissed it, and apologized profusely to his fellow Muslims on behalf of the athlete who, after all, hadn't known any better. Though somewhat mollified, the crowds no longer thronged about this famous American. Indeed, as word spread, disrespect mounted, and the extended tour had to be cut short. While I cannot confirm that this particular event actually happened, the story certainly rings true in terms of typical Muslim reactions to perceived indifference to or disrespect for the noble Koran. No human being, no matter how popular or respected, is of greater importance than the Koran. Those who dishonor it will face the indignation of good Muslims everywhere. Punishment for Abuse of the Book of even greater import for Muslims, however, 
is the belief that Allah will protect his book and will punish infidels who attempt to abuse it. The Quran itself contains many references to the dire fate of those who disbelieve Muhammad's claims and make fun of his teachings. These unbelievers will be undone in the fires of hell, while God's revelation remains protected. Stories abound in the Muslim world today of attempts to dishonor the Quran that have been foiled by the supernatural power of God. One of my cousins related to me an account from her childhood in Saudi Arabia. It was said that an infidel, opponent of Islam, had broken into the home of a Muslim family to cause mischief. Finding a copy of the Quran while ransacking the place, he threw it into the toilet, an act of horrific desecration in Muslim eyes. When the family arrived home and saw the damage to their home, they were naturally downcast. Upon finding their Quran in the toilet, they were mortified. Quickly fishing it out to see if it...